Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's voice and live life through the lens of Scripture. The Bible in a Year podcast is brought to you by Ascension. Using the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, we'll read all the way from Genesis to Revelation, discovering how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. It is day 142, and as we are going through this Bible in a Year timeline, if you have downloaded the Bible in a Year reading plan, you realize day 142, that is the last day on this sheet of page, of paper, of the thing. Check it off today. I love doing that every day. I, you know, When I read it, I get to check it off one more time. And it's just this, I don't know, sign of progress. You can visually see I'm working my way through the Bible. It is really incredible. So day 142, we're reading 2 Samuel chapter 24, 1 Chronicles chapter 29. We're praying Psalm 30. As always, the Bible translation that I'm reading from is the Revised Standard Version, 2nd Catholic Edition. And if you want to be able to check off each day, you can download your Bible in a Year reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, you can, you're welcome to, you do not have to, it is not an obligation, but it's kind of nice. As I said, today's day, the last day on this sheet of paper, day 142, 2 Samuel 24, 1 Chronicles 29, and we are praying Psalm 30. Second Samuel chapter 24, David takes a census. Again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he incited David against them, saying, Go, number Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab and the commanders of the army who were with him, Go through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and number the people, that I may know the number of the people. But Joab said to the king, May the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times as many as they are, while the eyes of my lord the king still see it. But why does my lord the king delight in this thing? But the king's word prevailed against Joab and the commanders of the army. So Joab and the commanders of the army went out from the presence of the king to number the people of Israel. They crossed the Jordan and began from Arawer and from the city that is in the middle of the valley toward Gad and on to Jezer. Then they came to Gilead and to Kadesh in the land of the Hittites. And then they came to Dan and from Dan they went around to Sidon and came to the fortress of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites, and they went out to the Negev of Judah at Beersheba. So when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days, and Joab gave the number of the numbering of the people to the king. In Israel there were eight hundred thousand valiant men who drew the sword, and the men of Judah were five hundred thousand. Judgment on David's sin. But David's heart struck him after he had numbered the people, and David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now, O Lord, I pray you, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. And when David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and say to David, Thus says the Lord, Three things I offer you. Choose one of them, that I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and told him and said to him, Shall three years of famine come to you in your land? Or will you flee three months before your foes while they pursue you? Or shall there be three days pestilence in your land? Now consider and decide what answer I shall return to him who sent me. And David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Let us fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercy is great, but let me not fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a pestilence among Israel from the morning until the appointed time, and there died of the people from Dan to Beersheba 70,000 men. And when the angel stretched forth his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, The Lord repented of the evil and said to the angel who was working destruction among the people, It is enough. Now stay your hand. 
and the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Arunah the Jebusite. Then David spoke to the Lord when he saw the angel who was striking down the people and said, Behold, I have sinned, and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, I pray you, be against me and against my father's house. David's altar on the threshing floor. And Gad came that day to David and said to him, Go up, rear an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Araunah the Jebusite. So David went up at Gad's word as the Lord commanded. And when Araunah looked down, he saw the king and his servants coming on toward him. And Araunah went forth and did obeisance to the king with his face to the ground. And Araunah said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David said, To buy the threshing floor of you, in order to build an altar to the Lord, that the plague may be averted from the people. Then Araunah said to David, Let my lord the king take an offer up what seems good to him. Here are the oxen for the burnt offering, and the threshing sledges and the yokes of the oxen for the wood. All this, O king, Araunah gives to the king. And Araunah said to the king, The Lord your God accept you. But the king said to Araunah, No, but I will buy it of you for a price. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God, which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded supplications for the land, and the plague was averted from Israel. The First Book of Chronicles, Chapter 29 Provisions for building the temple. And David the king said to all the assembly, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, for the palace will not be for man, but for the Lord God. So I have provided for the house of my God so far as I was able the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and the bronze for the things of bronze, the iron for the things of iron, and wood for the things of wood besides great quantities of onyx and stones for setting, antimony, colored stones, all sorts of precious stones, and marble. Moreover, in addition to all that I have provided for the holy house, I have a treasure of my own of gold and silver, and because of my devotion to the house of my God, I give it to the house of my God. Three thousand talents of gold of the gold of Ophir, and seven thousand talents of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the house and for all the work to be done by craftsmen, gold for the things of gold and silver for the things of silver. Who then will offer willingly, consecrating himself today to the Lord? Then the heads of fathers' houses made their freewill offerings, as did also the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, and the officers over the king's work." They gave for the service of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord in the care of Jehiel the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced because these had given willingly, for with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. David's Prayer of Praise Therefore David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. 
In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and what is my people, that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. For we are strangers before you, and sojourners, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no abiding. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your own hand and is all your own. I know, my God, that you try the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts toward you. Grant to Solomon, my son, that with a whole heart he may keep your commandments, your covenants, and your statutes, performing all, and that he may build the palace for which I have made provision. The people offer sacrifice and anoint Solomon. Then David said to all the assembly, Bless the Lord your God. And all the assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their fathers, and bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord and did obeisance to the king. And they performed sacrifices to the Lord, and on the next day offered burnt offerings to the Lord, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand lambs, with their drink offerings, and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. And they ate and drank before the Lord on that day with great gladness. And they made Solomon the son of David king the second time, and they anointed him as prince for the Lord, and Zadok as priest. Then Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king instead of David his father, and he prospered, and all Israel obeyed him. All the leaders and the mighty men, and also all the sons of King David, pledged their allegiance to King Solomon. And the Lord gave Solomon great repute in the sight of all Israel, and bestowed upon him such royal majesty as had not been on any king before him in Israel. Summary of David's Reign Thus, David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. The time that he reigned over Israel was forty years. He reigned seven years in Hebron, and thirty-three years in Jerusalem. Then he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his stead. Now the acts of King David, from first to last, are written in the chronicles of Samuel the seer, and in the chronicles of Nathan the prophet, and in the chronicles of Gad the seer, with accounts of all his rule and his might, and of the circumstances that came upon him and upon Israel, and upon all the kingdoms of the countries. Psalm 30 Thanksgiving for Recovery from Grave Illness A Psalm of David A Song at the Dedication of the Temple I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up, and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those who gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain, you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. 
What profit is there in my death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Father in heaven, we do give you thanks. We give you praise. It is true. It is true that weeping may last for the entire night. Weeping may last for an entire season. Weeping may last for so long. But joy truly does come with the morning. Joy truly does come with the rising of the sun. And joy comes even in the midst of grief with the rising of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord God, we know that we we are faithful to you when it suits us. Help us to be faithful to you at all times. We're faithful to you in good seasons and we ask you to please help us be faithful to you in all seasons. We make this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh gosh. Okay. So here we are. The last chapters of 2 Samuel and the last chapter of 1 Chronicles are really remarkable. One is because we heard the story already, right? In 2 Samuel chapter 24, we heard the story of David taking the census. Remember why this is such a big deal, but we need to realize that the Bible sometimes can be translated in a way that gives us confusion. For example, the beginning of chapter 24, it says that the Lord incited David to take the census. Now in 1 Chronicles, it is actually uh, the evil one. It is the accuser, Satan, who is in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, that the census is instigated or incited by the evil one, not by the Lord. And so that's a little bit of a confusion here because we recognize that when David says, I've sinned, God does not lead us into sin. St. James says that. He says that whenever we're led into sin, we never say that God has tempted us to sin. God never tempts us to sin. And so we have an understanding issue here. And the understanding is David was moved somehow, whether that be by himself or by, like it says in 1 Chronicles 21, moved by the evil one to take a census. Why do we know this is evil? Why would this be so bad? Well, one is because, remember we talked about this, the book of Numbers begins and ends with the census. But the book of Numbers is about how God preserved these people at the beginning of Numbers. He delivered them from slavery. And at the end of Numbers, he led them from through the desert. And so this is all about how God has saved his people. And now here is David saying, I want to know how well I'm doing. I want to know who what kind of power I have. So he's taking possession. He's taking basically ownership of the people rather than stewardship of God's people. And that's the main, main issue that's happening here. And David gets humbled by this, as I said. This is, David reveals his heart and his heart is a heart that's open to be converted. It's not a hard heart. It's not a heart, as we said the last couple of days, that gives into resentment, gives into being corrupted by this, but it's a heart that can still be converted. And so here's David even pointing out, he's saying, all these people are suffering because I made this evil decision, because I did this thing, the people are suffering. So he places his heart on the line. He places his life on the line here in repentance and offer sacrifice on behalf of the people before the Lord God. So that's really important. Again, we have this transition now as we leave today from Second Samuel into First Kings tomorrow. And so we still do, of course, we still see David because David has to bestow the, the kingdom upon his son Solomon. There's going to be some intrigue happening there in the first couple of chapters of First Book of Kings. But we recognize here, this is the end more or less of David's life. And even at the end of his life, he's still open to being converted. He's still open to being recognizing, here's where I need to uh, repent of the evil that I've done. Lastly, we have the last chapter of First Chronicles. That's First Chronicles chapter 29. And what do we see here? 
Well, gosh, we have David saying, my son Solomon. He's young and inexperienced. And so we've gotten all these things. What are they? They're gold for gold things, silver for silver things, iron for iron things. And what it says is David gives freely and wholeheartedly. And this is, this is going to be the key at the end of First Chronicles and the beginning of Second Chronicles is going to be being of whole heart, an entire heart. Remember yesterday, David says to his son, he says, love the Lord your God with your whole heart. And we're going to know that Solomon doesn't. Solomon ends up having a divided heart. But in this last chapter, chapter 29, you have David who has a a whole heart. And what does he do? He wholeheartedly and freely gives of his own uh, materials. He, yep, he's collected a bunch of gold and silver and other things for, so expressly for the temple. But then also he's collected a bunch of things for himself that he basically had, he won in battle, that he took in battle. They were his own property. And he freely and wholeheartedly is giving And then what happens is all the other people in the nation, the kingdom of Israel, they're also giving willingly. They're also giving wholeheartedly. It says they have a loyal heart, a whole heart, and they offer willingly to the Lord. And that just brought joy to David. Because why? Because it gives joy to the Lord when we love him with our whole heart, when we give without resentment, when we give joyfully. Again, the Lord loves a cheerful giver, scripture later on says. And here you have this last chapter. People come forth willingly and joyfully with a whole heart to give to the Lord for his glory, to line the walls of the temple with marble and with silver and with gold. It is remarkable to recognize that there's this movement. And the movement is, again, how can I love the Lord with a whole heart, not with a divided heart? How can I move forward and joyfully give? Because that's, you know, the first test for so many of us is, okay, am I willing to give? not just out of my excess, but out of my need. But then next is, can I joyfully give, not just out of my excess, but out of my need? And that is a big challenge for every single one of us. Um, How can I love the Lord with a whole heart? How can I give joyfully out of my need, not just my excess? But that brings joy, brings joy to the heart of David, it brings joy to the heart of those who love the Lord, and it brings joy to the heart of the Lord as well. And so to have that that kind of heart, we need God's grace because that's not how our hearts are oriented. That's not who we are naturally, but it's who we can become supernaturally. And so we pray and come before the Lord and say, God, help us, help me to love you with a whole heart. Help me to serve you with a whole heart. Help me to give with a whole and joyful heart. I am praying for you. Please pray for me. Here we go. Next step, next day, tomorrow. First Kings, Second Chronicles. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.